0: Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Kelly Hurt. Kelly is the blogger at MyTwiceBakedPotato.com. She is also an elementary school teacher and a writer, and, as she says, her most important job is the mom of a child with special needs. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. We're all welcome here, right? That's right. You know, you and I first connected on Twitter, and then I started reading your blog. And the first thing I was struck with, of course, is the name, My Twice-Baked Potato. But the other thing was your wonderful sense of humor and your humor in the face sometimes of some pretty challenging parenting quests. Uh, so, yes. So the first thing I wanted to ask you is, where'd you come up with the name, My Twice-Baked Potato?
1: Uh, when my son was five years old, we found out that he was twice exceptional. And that was a new, even though I'm an educator, um, being a teacher for over 20 years, the term twice exceptional was new to me. And what I came to realize was that if you think about a bell curve, um, there's nothing about my son that's in the middle of the bell curve. Mm-hmm. He has a very high IQ. So he's on one end of the bell curve for that. And then he has really low um, immature uh, social skills. So that's on the other side of the bell curve. Ah. And as you can imagine, there's a conflict. Uh, It's hard for him at school. And as I started researching, it seemed that there were other people that had the same issue. So the twice exceptional turned into... Kind of a play on that with Twice Baked Potato.
0: Got it. I got it. Um, Well, it's a very catchy title. And now that that you've explained it, um, I totally get it. And what interesting challenges that must bring for him and for the adults who live and work with him. I'd like to talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, um, of how how your son... fits in at school, um, whether he's mainstream part of the day, all of the day, even if they use that term, pardon me, if they don't anymore, um, please educate me as if I am a parent who has a typical child, but also with the idea that um, obviously parents who have atypical kids, kids with special needs, may Mm -hmm. be listening as well.
1: You know, the hardest thing for people to understand about my son and other kids who are twice exceptional they have a mis- con- uh, kind of a misconception about what gifted kids look like. Mm-hmm. Um, they picture what we think of as the kids that are easy to have in class. They are extroverts. They're your leaders in the classroom. They are self-motivated. And these things don't describe my son. So it was frustrating that we had to actually do quite a bit of convincing um, for them to even think of him as gifted. Finally, I think it was when we showed the test results of the IQ that they understood. They didn't see him as a gifted student um, because he wasn't self-motivated. He's highly introverted, and his preference is to be at home or with family. So um, it's been a really challenging time for him at school, He was special ed labeled for a while um, because with this frustration for him, and when he was younger, he didn't know how to express himself. So it came out a lot as aggression. Mm -hmm. And so he was identified as special ed for behavior, but the school had a really hard time understanding how to serve him because academics were easy for him. So he was quickly exited from special ed. And we realized that a 504 plan was the best way to help. Last year's teacher, she was amazing. I begged and pleaded for her to go to third grade. However, she was stuck at second, and I understand. But um, she understood the need for focusing on his strengths she understood how to get him to do an unpreferred activity before a preferred activity. Um, I have to say, unfortunately, uh, we haven't had that same kind of year this year. Yeah. And so we are actually in a plan to, uh, with the help of his therapist, getting a plan where he is in school in the morning and then coming home in the afternoon to spend time with me doing some of his, the things that he's good at, yeah, the get, things that the school um, can't or won't, for some reason, focus on.
0: You know, this brings up some really interesting points. As you mentioned, the second grade teacher, your experience of, of um, having her tune in to his strengths and play to those and have some flexibility. And I wonder, um, what is the likelihood your teacher... You've got 20 plus kids. What's the likelihood that a teacher will have that kind of flexibility within his or her classroom?
1: Um, One of the things that I found for my own students this year, I have quite a mix of students. And I was a kindergarten student last or kindergarten teacher last year. And I took 14 of my kids with me to first grade. And the thing that I think has made the biggest difference For the students in my class, the students I work with, and actually my son, is the relationship that's built between the students and the teacher. If you take a few minutes, and I know how hard it is, but if you take a few minutes and during their snack time or during their choice time, walking around, talking with them about what they're doing, um, if they have a new pet, if they have a baby brother or sister... One strategy that I do in my own classroom is I have lunch with groups of my kids on Fridays mm-hmm. and we just talk and we sit around and we find out what they're doing. And um, I feel like when the relationship is there, the um, the trust is there and these kids will do things for me that they may not try for other teachers and that's how we felt about the second grade teacher last year.
0: Yeah, well this she, is this is great. Excuse me. Um I I wanna touch on something that it seems like there's there's nothing special that the teacher needs to do really. Just take the time to move around during snack time to make that contact. I've always been a firm believer in the fact that the relationship absolutely. the relationship is everything. It's and huge. It shouldn't and, be that surprising. <laughs> no,
1: and unfortunately some of You know, I work with a lot of great colleagues, but one of the things that I still have to convince them is that when you figure out that you have a kid that may be quirky, may be intense, might not be the quote unquote typical kid, that's the kid you have to make the relationship with. And that's the kid who you need to really have a bond with in order to have a successful year.
0: And you know what I'm thinking also, Kelly, is that by the teacher taking that leadership role and bonding with that kid who may be quirky and may not be the most quote-unquote popular kid in the class, what a great role model for the rest of the students who's showing the Teacher the is saying, this kid is cool. <laughs> Absolutely, because yeah. I
1: know that sometimes what happens is that those kids hear a teacher say one particular kid's name over and over and over, and it's not long before they realize, wow, that kid's different.
0: Yeah. Different and not in a good way. Not in so a good way. let's segue from, from teacher tips into parenting tips, since most yes. of our listeners are parents. Um, you said that you've got five secrets for parents who have kids with special needs that are lifesavers for them. Let's talk about each one briefly, please. Okay.
1: Uh, first off, I think it's really critical that parents educate their themselves about the particular situations of their own children i set out on a quest to find out about twice exceptional uh, students and it was a lifesaver and where did you um, go for that information yourself well i started out on the internet of course and i found a lot of dry information blogs helped i started reading books um the lifesaver book was for me um, bright not broken, and that was the first time the um, Diane Kennedy and Rebecca Banks who wrote Bright not Broken, they said it in a way that it was like my son jumped out of the pages at me
0: okay so what you 're saying the first step for any parent is to educate themselves once they get some kind of um, diagnosis or some kind of, um, identifier that fits because sometimes kids are misidentified a lot. Absolutely. But once they get it,
1: if it doesn't feel right
0: Uh and you still think there's missing pieces, keep asking questions. Okay, great. So educate yourself as best as you can use the internet, use, um, use a school district's learning specialist, use, um, people that you know, who also have kids who have special needs Absolutely. Put, put the feelers out there and get the information. Okay, what's the Absolutely. second what's the second tip for parents?
1: Uh the second tip is that you really have to grow a thick skin and be willing to be your child's advocate. Um sometimes parents are perceived as being um a difficult parent mm. or a challenging parent. And initially that was hard for me also, especially coming from the education world where um that's not always a compliment, but you have to realize that being your child's advocate helps the educators and the adults that are working, and it also helps the relationship with you
0: and your child. Okay, so what I hear you saying is get past people saying that you're difficult <laughs> Yeah, and, and advocate for your kid. You know, I say that um, all kids need parents who advocate and kids with special needs need especially pushy parents. Yes. Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. Okay. So number one was educate yourself as yep. so that you can um, get the right program in place for your child. Number two is grow a thick skin and don't, don't focus on being the nice parent who sits back quietly. Advocate for your kid actively. What's the third tip? Uh,
1: the third tip is to in your research, take advantage of the experts that you find. I mentioned Diane Kennedy and Rebecca Banks earlier. Um, another expert that really helped us was um, Dr. Dan Peters. He's recently written a book about turning your warrior uh, into a warrior. And for my son, this has been a lifesaver. Um, I've been tweeting back and forth with... Um, Dr. Dan Peters, and I love seeing his Twitter feed, that's helped. Uh, the other thing is we have a therapist named uh, Dr. Stephen Curtis, and he, I have to say, of all of the experts, helped us stay positive. And um, he has a strategy where you create a life story for your child. And in that life story, you focus on what are the strengths what are some ways that you can tackle the challenges, but not have that be your focus?
0: I love it. And you know, be be a war, a warrior, not a warrior sounds like can work for the parent and the kid. Absolutely. Yeah, really good. Okay, we're on tip number four. Um, one of the things that I know that parents can get
1: caught up in, and especially special needs parents, is sometimes we forget to focus on the gains. We forget to Focus on the positives, the growths. Um, you can't get preoccupied with that parent in Target that sees your kid having a tantrum at the most inopportune time. You focus on the fact that you get to go to Target at all because there was a time where maybe you couldn't. Um, focusing on this,
0: on the positives and sharing those positives and those gains with your child. I love it. I love what you're saying. You know, so often kids who have um, behavioral issues in public and sensory processing issues that make it really hard for them to, you know, fit the mold of a well-behaved child out in public – um, first of all the parents get the bad parent police coming after them all the time and that's unnerving. Makes you wanna just stay home and order in. But the other <laughs> the other thing is what you just said, I love it, is to share those gains with the child. I'm so proud of the way that you handled yourself in target. You know, it was great, man. Do you remember a time when it was really hard for both of us to be in target oh, yes. and now we can shop there. Um, this is not a, this is not a plug for target by the way, <laughs> Absolutely. but it's great. And because too often parents, um, who feel beleaguered by all that's wrong with their kid have a hard time acknowledging, yeah, we are making progress here. I always say catch your kid in the act of doing something right and kids will shine as a result.
1: Absolutely. And I know how overwhelming it can be. And if nothing else, it also makes you feel better as a parent when you focus on the positive and the gains. Yes,
0: absolutely. Okay. We're, we're down to the wire here. Tip number five for our parents. Tip number five is
1: don't put yourself last on the list. It's really important as a special needs parent that you make time for self-care. I know that my son is highly sensitive. And if I come home from work and I haven't had a chance to have a phone call with a girlfriend, stop by the library just for 10 minutes to look at a magazine, um, even stop by and get a, a latte that I've been thinking about all day, <laughs> Um, my son can pick up on the stress. And so if I take care of myself, some of those little annoyances don't blow up into big things.
0: It's wonderful advice. And I'm also thinking, again, with the modeling, that when your son might say, Mom, how come you're late? You can <laughs> tell him, I stopped at the library to look at some new books and I brought them. This is just for, for me. I did this for myself. He gets the message, A, hey, you are worth it. And that he is worth taking care of himself, too. Exactly. I love it. Kelly, um, thank you so much for the perspective that you bring to being a parent of a child with special needs. I love your blog. I hope everybody checks it out. It's mytwicebakedpotato.com. And uh, just I am honored to have you here as my guest. And I hope that you and your son will come back to visit again. Oh, Annie, we would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To find out more about my work with tweens, teens, and parents, please visit me at AnnieFox.com. And you can check out all of our podcasts, audio and video on FamilyConfidential.com. I hope to see you next week. Until then, happy parenting.